You're listening to Ants Talk. Today we have as a guest Michelle Hichelin, Executive Director of ActionAid Australia. ActionAid Australia is the Australian branch of the Global Women's Rights Organisation. They work to empower women in countries around the world facing emergencies, climate change and disasters to claim their human rights. Michelle, thanks so much for talking to us today. We really appreciate your time as we're fascinated by your work. Listen, your network uh, works across 45 countries around the world. What do you think is the biggest misconception on an everyday person here in Australia would have about the people that you help? Well, look, I think there's a number of misconceptions. I think one of the big ones is that often we see people living in poverty and we see them all as the same. Mm. Um, What we know, however, is that 70% of people living in poverty are actually women um, and that poverty and gender inequality do intersect. Um, So I, I think it is important often to go deeper. Similarly, we do see people living with disabilities overrepresented in emergency statistics. So I think it's really important we see people in the broader sense and we try to understand, um, you know, that within that there are deep inequalities. The other one that I often hear is um, people really wondering whether money makes a difference. Um, And I've had the privilege to go and meet with women in communities and I can tell you it does. Um, You hear stories of women who Um, used to have no options and no choices, um, whether they were experiencing horrific violence or extreme poverty. And through some of the work that ActionAid does and and other agencies, um, we do see a real impact. We see women having choices and being able to leave violent relationships or engage with their families to try and improve um, their situation and build understanding about violence. Sure. Um, we also see women having the capacity to, um, you know, grow a sustainable income and feed their families um, and have huge possibilities for the future generations um, and their children. I think that's actually a big point that um, money's so important. It's essential for anybody living in any country because you need it to survive. You need it to just buy the basic essentials. And when there's things happening around the world, especially weather events, it's always going to affect people really badly. And they're not going to be able to just pull resources just from it nowhere. They need some support. They do need some support. and But it's amazing um, what, a, what a, a small amount can do. And, and I think that's what I'm always, you know, really inspired about, that they just need that start. Exactly. Um, you know, whether it's having access to some capital or having access to some livestock or tools to farm the the field, um, those things can make such a huge difference to actually having a sustainable income so that they don't have to live in poverty for the rest of their lives and they can have real choices, um, you know, to be able to send their kids to school, to be able to, um, you know, have healthy, nutritious food for the family and, and, and that's really exciting. I think humans, are, you know, we have that inner feeling that we need you know we do have pride and i think that with anybody there if you give them just a little bit of help they're going to of course want to go and help themselves afterwards i think that a very important part of the work that you guys do is the support for women who are affected by climate change Um, i find this really fascinating can you tell us about that what are some examples sure um well look we do know that um climate change does disproportionately impact on women um, I mean, it, it, it incre- there are links to increasing violence. Um, women also 
um, as a result of climate change and some of the worst impacts uh, lose their homes, their food, their livelihoods. Mm. Um, at the same time, um, because of their um, perceived lower status in society, they're often left out of decision making. Sure. Um, so part, part of our work is really trying to support women with strategies on in terms of how they can adapt to climate change, how they can respond and prepare when disasters come. Um, we also create direct connections between women in communities and decision makers so that they can um, we can stop this this model of having everyone speak about women, but nobody actually speaking to the women. Sure. Um, and so giving them that direct space to to be able to give their recommendations to government authorities, to be able to understand um, existing plans and to feed into those with priorities so that they are uh, the plans of governments and, and local authorities are gender inclusive. Um, I'm really excited about an initiative we had uh, running just this week in Vanuatu where um, we're training women and supporting them to establish Women's Weather Watch. And this is an initiative that's come from the region that's about supporting women to use information and communication and media to be able to um, give climate updates to their communities, obviously um, extreme weather alerts. So if there's a disaster or a cyclone coming, that they're able to get that information out. Yeah. Um, and that they're able to share real-time information quickly with communities so that they, they can respond and have time to do something about that. That's absolutely um, so amazing. So about those things. Um, and also, also, you know, we're also campaigning here in Australia on climate change. Um, and this is really a big thing for us to recognise. It's not just about what we do overseas. It's also what we're doing here in this country through government policy and corporate practice um, that is undermining um, the bigger issue around climate change. So we have a lot mm. of campaigns in that area. That is brilliant. And how are you guys involved in the disaster response efforts to Cyclone Adai? Yeah, so look, this is a big focus at the moment. Um, we actually have a colleague who is in one of the hardest hit areas at the moment. Um, his family were actually um, affected um, by the cyclone. He's from Mozambique. Mm. Um, but we, um, we, we've launched an emergency response program and an appeal here in Australia. Um, our response, I mean, there's such huge, um, overwhelming demand um, in the three countries that have been worst affected, Malawi, Zimbabwe and Mozambique. Okay. Um, you know, three million people have been affected by this cyclone, but it's barely getting any attention on the media. Yeah, it um, sort of was there for a few minutes, and then all of a sudden, it's it it was gone again. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I think partially, partially because we were also facing cyclones here in Australia, but this is where we see the impact of poverty and that's right. Um, I guess we'd say sort of you know low development that um, the impact of of cyclones. Um, tend to be felt much more by by country, lower income countries that don't have the same infrastructure, don't have the same resources to be able to cope. And it's also yeah. like other people that aren't going to benefit from that country, so they don't really care. Yeah, well, well, exactly. I mean, Mozambique is you know is one of the poorest countries in the world, and it's you know it's really hit hard. Um, obviously, that's you have so many people who are displaced, um, and and Action Aid is on the ground. I mean, we're obviously providing. Um, rapid relief and support to those who are displaced, you know, food, water, shelter. Mm. Um, however, a, a key feature of our response and any response that we lead is putting women's rights at the forefront. Sure. Um, because we do know in any disaster that there is an increased risk of violence um, faced by women and girls. 
Um, and so we are uh, stepping up efforts to protect women's rights in the crisis and ensure that there is safety in the, in the temporary shelters um, and that women are mobilised to, to drive their own protection in this response. I'm glad that there is um, a focus starting to begin, you know, it's beginning to happen where you're seeing it more on social media and within the media about how women are affected all around the world. I think that there is that small change happening and it's so essential. It is just, it is so needed. It, it's incredible how needed it is. The more attention, the better. Most definitely, and I, I think we also see that there's growing recognition internationally. Um, definitely that um, it's it's not enough just to meet the needs of women. Um, women need to be critically involved in decision-making. Um, they need to have opportunities to lead alongside men. Um, otherwise, we'll continue to see this, this cycle of vulnerability where their needs are overlooked and under-prioritised. That's right. Um, and so, so, you know, and, and disasters are... Incredibly, they are a moment where there's such huge societal upheaval that we really have a chance to do something different. And I mean, one of the things ActionAid really focuses on is supporting the leadership of women who are most affected and shifting away from this narrative that, that, that women are just victims because they're not. They've got a lot of capacity, a lot of agency. It just often goes under-recognised. No, they, you know, every woman has so much to, to offer this planet. It's incredible. Most definitely. And I really hope some of your listeners might support our appeal for uh, the cyclone. Um, they can find out more about that on our website. Yeah, I'm actually going to grab that from you at the end if we can, because um, I'd love everybody to be able to just pop on after they listen to this and um, have a look and just educate themselves a little bit more. Wonderful. Um, I also hear that you travel to UN conferences in New York City and Geneva. You visit disaster sites, you travel to other regional conferences. Are you seeing any trends out there? Are you noticing anything that's really standing out? Um, look, yeah, I have to say, I've just returned from the, the UN Commission on the Status of Women. And, you know, so, sometimes um, the one thing that strikes me is that we do see a lot of um, commitments made, mm. a lot of goodwill, and particularly around the area of gender equality and women's leadership. Um, however, it's yet to be fully matched with the resources and, and I guess the political will to actually do something about it. I mean, another classic example is climate change. I mean, where we have a government that is very committed to um, supposedly the, the, the agreements made in Paris around climate change, yet at the same time are still um, supporting, you know, fossil fuel investment. So, um, and, and, you know, and promoting, you know, greater opportunities to do that. And so I think we've really got this mismatch between um, what governments commit to and actually then what happens on the ground. And, and that's yeah. something we need to work on. And I think for ActionAid, that's why we see campaigning as so critical, just to making sure that there is accountability to the commitments um, our governments make. Um, there are that there are resources that match those commitments. So I, I think that's a critical aspect. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah. And, and I think the other thing I would say is that I think there is growing recognition internationally that we need to... Uh, support women's leadership. Um, I, I think we have really moved to recognition that this is critical if we are to address some of these big global issues, poverty, uh, climate There are change. so many. <laughs> yeah. There are just so many. Unless those who are most impacted are brought to the table and are part of decision-making and, and supported to to lead those responses. Yeah, I think that comes from each and every one of us. We all need to start to realise that action needs to start being taken, I think. 
Um, I believe you have some great ambassadors at the moment in comedians Judith Lucy and Claire Hooper. Um, when did they come on board? Well, you know, it's really interesting. So we, um, we're we just celebrating our 10-year anniversary as ActionAid and we were commenting the other day that Judith um, has been with us for at least five of those That's years. That's amazing. Um, and, and, you know, in fact, um, both Claire and Judith came on board as part of Frocking Hilarious, which is a signature event we hold every year. Um, it started in Sydney seven years ago and... Um, is now also in Brisbane and Melbourne. Wow, that's brilliant. Um, Yeah, it brings together a lineup of some of Australia's most impressive female comedians as well as emerging emerging female comedy talent. Um, And so so both of them have been on board for that. And um, yeah, and it's it's just such a great night out and because I I think, you know, we celebrate the power of women's laughter, you know, it's not making light of the, the serious issues overseas, but it is finding ways to, to laugh and to celebrate and and also to, to give space for just some amazing comedians yeah. um, that are all women um, and all give their time freely to the event um, so that we can use the resources that come out of it to, to support work on women's rights overseas. Um, and in fact, we have the, the next Frocking Hilarious coming up in Sydney um, on the 16th of May. So oh, that's not far away. Um, you know, go on to Ticketek's website. We'd love to have people come along. That sounds like such a great time. Most definitely. I mean, I, I, I've I've been every year and it just has me in stitches. Oh, um, I bet. <laughs> They're hilarious women, absolutely hilarious. They are. And we've, we've also been fortunate that Judith has travelled with us to Uganda and also more recently to Haiti. Sure, um, And that's yeah. also been an opportunity for her to, um, you know, really understand some of the, the work that we do. Um, you know, she was just in Haiti last November. And, um, you know, and, and I guess she uses some of some of those learnings to, to try to profile ActionAid's work through the opportunities she has as a high-profile Australian. Sure. Um, but, you know, it also helps understand, you know, really what we're trying to do and, and um, you know, and bring um, a different, uh, you know, bring other people um, who can talk about this work authentically and who've seen it on the ground. Yeah, exactly. I think that's important. It really gives a person, a, you know, a truthful bird's eye view, really, about what's happening over there. Yeah, most definitely. Back, uh, going back to what you just mentioned, um, the, the 10th anniversary, that's quite a milestone. What are your fondest memories over the time? Fondest memories? Um, look, it's, it's been a journey. Um, I, I think it's interesting. ActionAid um, works with a, a 10-year development model because we believe it's it's kind of the time frame that you need to um, see long-term impact. And so I think our fondest memories are when we look at countries like Afghanistan, which has, um, you know, it's one of the places that are hardest to be a woman um, in terms of the, the discrimination um, faced by women systematically. And, and you can actually see real change in the lives of the women we work with. You it's know, who so now amazing. do have greater decision-making in families, increasing mobility, even, even um, some control over their own income, which are pretty extraordinary achievements in, in such a, a challenging environment. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, so I think for me the highlights are, are the impact we can have collectively on, on women around the world and support and be in solidarity with their struggles for justice. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, and you know, um, we, we, we've been trying to put a figure on how many people have we reached over this last 10 years. I mean, it's in excess of a million, a million women. Um, that is and, amazing. And we need, need to keep doing more. Correct. Yeah, that, that that's actually really amazing when you think about it. A million people that you've helped and, you know, given that opportunity to help themselves and therefore they can then help other people. And this this starts to stem out further and further, you know, through communities, throughout the world, hopefully. And I think it's really essential that, you know, people get on board and sort of learn more about what you guys are doing and hopefully be able to help themselves a little. And that's one of the questions I was actually going to ask you is that, Say that somebody wanted to help but couldn't afford to donate, what what would they be able to do? There's lots of things they can do. Um, I mean, definitely um, we have active activist groups around the country, um, including in Adelaide. Oh, um, perfect. And, you know, these are a great space where Australians who do care about international issues can engage and support driving some of our campaigns forward on, on climate justice and economic justice for women. Um, and in fact, we've had an ama- amazing group that have been working on taking on some of the, the big mining giants and have had success in terms of, you know, exposing um, violations of human rights and actually getting the countries to, the, the companies to meet with women in communities and address some of those violations and put in place improved, um, improved support to the communities they work in. So, so join an activist group um, and just get in touch with us via the website. And there's a, um, you know, there's the way we're in all states and territories and continuing to grow. Um, definitely, we, you know, get get the word out. I mean, we we're looking actively for social media champions who can share share some of the stories coming out of Facebook, Twitter. That's a great um, idea. Just, yeah, and building global awareness because you know we we do need to. Um, share and make people aware of some of the some of the issues that are going on, and and I think the other great opportunity is the Strong Women Challenge, which we have um, every year in October, and this is an amazing way that people who don't necessarily have a lot of money can actually get fit while raising money for women's rights, and so they sign up to a three three week exercise program and actually spur on their friends, family, networks um, to to donate. Um, and support them along that journey. So that's that sounds brilliant. <laughs> I know someone like myself that could do something like that right now. Well, and it's well time so that we can, you know, we can get in shape before summer. Exactly. I think there's going to be a lot of people that would want to sign up for that. And you're also helping somebody. What you know, a lot, not just one person, many people while you're doing it. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and we also, I mean, take people on the journey to learn more about. Um, many of the strong women we're supporting, the struggles they face and, and how they're rising up in the face of adversity. And so, you know, it's also a great chance to just learn more about different countries and, exactly. and some of the, the challenges women face. And what if people wanted to, wanted to donate? How could they do that? We can do that via um, our website, so actionaid.org.au. Um, and really at the moment, one of our, our urgent needs is um, is the response to the cyclone in, that affected Mozambique, Malawi and Zimbabwe. So really encourage people if they can, whatever they can give, it will make a huge difference um, to, to the people in those three countries because um, the, the need is just um, huge and it's been a, a devastating impact. And, and you know, and we're st- it's still unfolding. I mean, latest reports are, you know, 700 people are dead, but we're expecting that figure to get closer to 1,000, if not over it. 
um, and you know we're still trying to to understand the full extent and full scale of the damage. I think that's what people don't understand is that you know people are probably still lost, people are still in hospital critically ill. That they really need the support. It's it's urgent. Yeah, I mean, my colleague was sharing how it took him five days even to have news from his father. Um, You know, he'd lost contact as his father was heading into the city to try and seek refuge ahead of the cyclone. And then they just lost communication. All communication went down. And their technology is nothing like ours. So it's, you know, it's a completely different, you know, scenario. So hard for a lot of people to understand, but if they actually look and educate themselves about it, they will really see the desperation at the moment. Yeah, and you realise just how how lucky we are in a country like Australia where we do have good infrastructure, good telecommunications. We have um, well-funded local authorities who mobilise quickly, um, well-funded media, um, you know, all of the support services. So even when we do have... Um, these kind of disasters, the impact is 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 felt in a lot of a, a, a very different way. Mm. Um, I mean, even our houses are are built to withstand a lot of shocks. Um, whereas, you know, many of the people um, we work with in in these communities that have been affected, I mean, you know, they have flimsy flimsy dwellings and 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 they do don't withstand cyclones and yeah. other other weather events. No, that's just terrible. How is how's the money actually used once um, people have donated? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the sort of critical um, focus is making sure that um, there's the, the immediate needs are met, so food, water and shelter. Um, however, we're also really focusing on trying to make sure that women's rights are at the centre of the response. And so we're working through existing women's groups that we were already working with um, in many of the affected communities to make sure they can drive locally led responses to the protection of their rights. Mm. And so that means assessing, you know, what do women in the displaced camps need to protect themselves? Um, some of it might be lighting. Some of it is, um, you know, groups that can support women safely to, to go to the toilet at night. Um, some of it is influencing the camp management uh, and making recommendations. Um, as well as um, providing immediate access to services for, for survivors of, of gender-based violence. That's incredible. I love to see that you guys are doing something that a lot of people just don't even think about. Most people just go to work every week, do their normal things, see these terrible things on the news and just, you know, that's as far as it goes, where people working within the industry who see see this sort of stuff happening a lot and, you know, even experience it themselves by travel and, 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 you know, being actually in the thick of it, they, they get such a different picture and a different view of what is, it's, it's what is really needed out there. It's very, very urgent. And I think that if people could jump online and donate whatever they could, because that's the other thing too, is every cent really does help. A lot of people will think about donating and think, well, I can only afford $5 and $5 is $5, $2 is $2. It's, any cent helps really yeah most definitely and 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 this is the thing i mean you know that um a little goes a long way um and you know it's about that sort of collective power of of all of us contributing um of whatever we can and it can make a huge difference and you know i've seen that i mean and what's really nice is when you come out the other end of an emergency response and you see that communities are more resilient um that women 
are leading um, and that they're hopeful that there can be, you know, improvements in the situation. So, um, yeah, I think that's definitely what inspires me every day to go to work. And, I bet. Um, you know, and we have to believe we can do something because I think sometimes we can feel like the problem's far away or it doesn't, it doesn't affect us or it's just too big. But there is something we can do and, you know, whether it's giving money, giving time, um, you know, sharing with people what's actually going on because you know sometimes it's even the fact that people don't even know um that these kind of uh, issues are happening um in other parts of the world that's right going back to the media again because we didn't you know we're not seeing a lot of it so having other people aware and telling them about the issues that are you know people are facing over there is really going to help most definitely well, Michelle, we thank you so much for talking. We really, really appreciate you coming onto the show. And um, I hope that people will get online and have a look and learn a little bit about the issues and also hopefully donate. Could you give them the website one more time? So it's actionaid.org.au. So, yes, donate and, and you know, support our campaigns because these are really also, you know, tackling some of the deeper structural causes um, of poverty and injustice even even growing climate change. So do also um, try to help us look at what we can do here in Australia to, to make things better for people overseas too. And even if they're just jumping on Facebook to click and share, then that's good enough. Everybody just yeah. give it a go. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Aunt. Really nice talking to you. You too. Bye-bye. Tune in each week for Ant's Talk to learn about real-life stories, celebrities and everything in between.